As we do every Wednesday on ScoopsWithDannyMac.com, a chance to talk baseball with Brian Walton of TheCardinalNation.com. News on the DH, maybe elimination of some minor league positions in terms of players. Who's coming back to the organization to be a coach or a manager? We're going to get into that and much more with Brian Walton in just a moment. We're brought to you by Stratum Structural Systems, waterproofing and foundation repair. If you're looking at basement waterproofing, foundation repair, maybe you're in line for egress windows to help you in your foundation in your house, make sure you call Stratum Structural Systems. Ask for Brett or Matt Ford, and they're going to be able to help you out. Their website is very easy to navigate. You're going to go on there and see these before and after pictures and say, yeah, I've got that in my basement and this is what they did afterwards. I need to call these guys. So go to their website, easy to navigate, stratumrepair.com. Also, we're presented by Rottler Pest Solutions, most trusted family-owned pest control company in the region. Right now, general pest inspection is free. $35 off pest control, $35 off wildlife, uh, wildlife removal, and that's all at Rottler Pest Solutions. And find out more at Rottler. R-O-T-T-L-E-R dot com. Let's bring in Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. We do this every Wednesday. Always fun to visit with Brian on a Wednesday. And uh, Brian, as always, good afternoon to you. How are things going? I'm doing fine, Dan. I wish we were talking about players reporting to spring camp, but hey, at least we'll have minor leaguers in camp soon. Are we going to see baseball soon, in your opinion? What's your feeling? Well, we're going to see minor league ball at the beginning of the month, probably. But I think Major League Baseball, it's going to be a while. It seems like every time we hear about meetings, uh, sometimes these substantive issues of compensation for the younger players and and uh, uh, the, the caps and uh, tanking, you know. But there's, lot, there's other issues that come up that we hadn't heard before that where there's, a, you know, disagreement between the two sides. It, it just seems like there's an awful lot of, of agreement to come yet uh, still ahead and uh, unless they get serious about having meetings every few days uh, you know this isn't going to get done anytime soon it doesn't look like the elimination potentially of minor league roster spots what was your take on that yeah that was a little bit of a surprise and that's a great example of what i was just talking about where you know we didn't even know this issue was on the table necessarily although there had been rumblings about uh the owners wanting to do further contractions of the minor leagues beyond the uh, 43 teams that they uh, eliminated prior to last season. And uh, th- this idea that was floated apparently to the Players Association was to allow teams on the, the domestic level to drop from 180 players maximum down to 150 or less uh, at a time of their own choosing starting in 2013. Excuse me, starting in 2023. And uh, it Initially, my concern was that the Players Association would agree on that because they're representing major league players, not minor league players. And minor leaguers don't have any uh, say at the table. And, and historically, that's not meant good for them in terms of you know, salary and benefits and you know, keeping up with, with uh, the basic economy of our country. But word is back that the Players Association is not behind that um, initiative, at least at this time. So whether it will die there or whether we'll probably see it again down the road uh, remains to be seen. But I, the Cardinals did, in something that we reported uh, first to the Cardinal Nation last week, the Cardinals have made one decision which they can control, and that is in the Dominican Summer League, they're going to go from three teams, which they had the last two, uh, three years, down to just uh, two teams, down to just one team. So instead of about 70 players uh, suiting up in the Dominican, the Cardinals will have 35 this year. So, again, a little bit more streamlining of the minor league pipeline. 
you know, we've heard that uh, some of these cities have actually been okay with the idea not being affiliated with a major league team, and then that minor league city becomes independent baseball. Um, has that been good or bad, or is it uh, kind of one of those things where time will tell? You know, it, uh, some teams moved to independent baseball. A lot of teams, including the Cardinals' former affiliates in State College and Johnson City, moved into new collegiate wood bat leagues. And in the case of the wood bat leagues, we don't have a lot of detail regarding the number of fans in attendance, but I think the, the bigger picture here is the demographics of Major League Baseball has continued to grow older, um, that they need to find ways to have the game more exciting and to bring new fans to the game. And if it's not to have affiliated minor league teams, then they need to have some better way to excite fans about the game. And my view was that fans become fans of organizations, of, of players, and they want to follow them through the systems till they reach the majors. And, you know, when you're looking at independent ball or college ball, you don't know where those guys are going to end up. They can end up as Dodgers or they can end up working at the local Taco Bell. So it's just, to me, it's not the same, but I admit I do have a bias. Yeah, I, I can understand that. The uh, Cardinals came out. They have 15 returning managers and coaches in their minor league system. Any surprises there? You know, the Cardinals really um, have been quite stable in their minor league system for some time, and we saw that with their announcements for uh, 2022. Uh, as you said, basically the entire staffs at uh, AAA and AA are back for another year. Uh, the same with the folks, you know, running the complexes uh, down at the lower levels. But at the uh, Class A level especially, um, uh, there was a lot of turnover. A uh, new manager, Patrick Anderson, an experienced manager who had spent a lot of time in the Nationals organization. Uh, Gary Kendall, again, another very experienced hand from the uh, Orioles organization now is going to be running Palm Beach. So the Cardinals have, you know, brought in some fresh blood, primarily at Class A, and I think we know that the, you know, the, the teams weren't winning at the level that they'd like uh, this last year. So, you know, there is some new people coming in, but again, the word is primarily consistency. Uh, Ryan Ludwig and Jason Isringhausen, who were formerly uh, involved in the Cardinals core program, which is a program to uh, help foster some of the younger players in terms of on and on and off field living they're back in as special advisors, uh, as well as Jose Akendo has been uh, given the position of coordinator of instruction. So Jose will be in charge of basically how players are instructed across the entire system. Um, and then, um, excuse me, you know, we'll continue to also be a, a roving instructor and help out wherever needed. And then the uh, manager of the Gulf Coast League Cardinals, um, Roberto Espinoza, who won a championship with Johnson City back in uh, 2019. Roberto Espinoza will run the camps for um, ex for minor league spring training and extended spring training before he picks up leading the Florida Complex League team Cardinals. I enjoyed uh, and have enjoyed your series on work stoppages in Major League Baseball. And, and in doing a deep dive with that, Brian, at thecardinalnation.com, um, what have you learned? What, what, what's kind of stood out for you as you've looked over the years? And obviously it's different time periods, cultures in our lives and different things that have happened. But uh, what have you learned about it? Well, you know, the players were in a, in a situation for many, many years where they had no voice. You know, minimum salaries were, were below $10,000 as recently as the 1960s. And the players really needed some type of way to get themselves not only good salaries, but also pensions. The pensions were minimal to speak of. And so, you know, that's when um, the, the first CBA actually occurred in the late 60s, but then Marvin Miller, when he was brought in from the, actually the steel industry, that helped the Major League Players, Major League Baseball Players Association for the first time really get organized and, and you know, come to the table with a single voice. And I, I think we've seen 
overall, if you look at baseball since the, the 94 strike, it's been very, very stable. There haven't been work stoppages. And hopefully this one will be relatively short as well because we, of course, see the, the prosperity financially around the game, uh, both at the ownership level and at the players' levels. And, you know, there are lots of folks who are dug in one way or the other on which side is right and which side is wrong. You know, frankly, none of us get a vote anyway. We just, I just hope that they can, uh, you know, come to common ground on these issues and we can all get back to seeing the game we love. Absolutely. The signing of Aaron Brooks, kind of under the radar, right-handed pitcher. He's had major league experience. Uh, I, I would look at this as being kind of a guy that maybe can swing for the Cardinals. And if they need help, they could go down to the minor leagues and, and see what Brooks has got. Yeah, I think one of the things that we saw in, in 2021 not only at the major league level, but also in the minor league system, there wasn't a lot of pitching depth. I mean, we saw, and, and granted, they, they performed well as well as they could, but, you know, you saw the same guys getting called up because uh, the Oviedo's and the Woodford's, and, and Woodford, you know, definitely showed himself well later on, but the Seth Elegis, and the, you know, and when guys got hurt, there just weren't, there wasn't a lot of depth. So a guy like Aaron Brooks, 31 years old, former major league experience, was a successful pitcher in Korea. Um, numbers not, you know, crazily different than Kim, obviously, in a shorter period. Um, and, you know, whether he starts for the Cardinals, whether he's a swing man, whether he's a de facto sixth guy, you know, it's just nice to have guys with that veteran experience that you can call on to help, you know, backfill your major league roster. And that, that doesn't mean that we're not going to see guys like Libertor, uh, you know, pitch eventually with St. Louis, but you also can't necessarily throw uh, first-year guys into a frontline job right from the start and, you know, expect to compete for a championship. The DH, we know it will be, as Rob Manfred said, the commissioner of baseball. It's going to be uniform in the game, so it's coming to the National League. Is the DH in-house right now with the St. Louis Cardinals, in your opinion? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of fan interest in going out and signing a guy like Kyle Schwarber um, or, you know, an old guy like Nelson Cruz. But I, I don't know if the Cardinals want to allocate their resources there, and I don't know if they need to. I mean, one, you know, it's kind of a catch-22 problem because, you know, you want to have a productive player, productive hitter there, but you also want to see the young guys get a chance. And we all, you know, we, every week we talk about the young guys who are coming up who have great promise. Lars Newtbar is looking for at-bats. Juan Yepes, who was added at the end of the year, you know, the player of the year in the minor league system, in my opinion, um, uh, uh, and as well as the infielder, Brandon Donovan. Some left-handed hitters, as well as right, let Donovan left-handed hitter, uh, Yepes right-handed hitter, and then, of course, number one prospect in the system, Nolan Gorman. Uh, who'll be ready to come up, but, you know, does he have a position defensively? So, you know, you'd like to, I'd like to see the Cardinals give these guys a shot, these young players, and, you know, if they're not cutting it by midseason or whatever, then maybe go out and get a veteran bat if you need one. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I, no matter when they settle now, there's going to be a period of intense chaos because the primary focus will be, how long of a spring training can we get do how short of a spring training can we get by with that will get the players ready and, and avoid injuries? We saw two weeks is pretty short, three weeks is kind of considered the minimum. But at that same time, there's literally dozens and dozens of minor leaguers who aren't signed yet who are going to be looking for jobs. They haven't figured out how to deal with arbitration this year. There's all these questions. It's going to be this huge period of activity between whenever an agreement is agreed to and and they actually, you know, able to start the regular season. We'll wrap it up with this. What do you working on right now at thecardinalnation.com. Well, we'll have another article tomorrow about the history of labor uh, in baseball. We uh, are unveiling our top prospects in the system, and we're now down in the top five. So, um, 
Yesterday was Mason Wynn, a free article. You can read about the shortstop slash pitcher and where we see him stack up today, Yvonne Herrera, number four. So we're down to those. And, um, you know, we're continuing to provide news as we can about the Cardinals minor league spring training camp, which we expect to uh, go off on schedule in March. Awesome stuff, Brian. Thanks so much, and we'll uh, catch you up next Wednesday. Take care, Dan.